0: Hi guys, and welcome to the Rookie Numbers Podcast, uh, a podcast
1: where we discuss gaming news, some tech news, and some gaming. My name is Aman. And I am Neela. And this was supposed to be in reverse order, but here we are.
0: So I guess after this awkward segue, let's get on with the news for the week. Indeed. Let us get right into the meat of it. Yes. So this week, uh, we have PlayStation news, we have Xbox news, we have some Nintendo news, actually a lot lot of Nintendo news, and then, curiously, we also have some Apple news.
1: So let's start with the first piece of news that had me intrigued for weird reasons. Weird reasons, indeed.
0: And that is, PS5 controllers don't have back buttons and ps4 controllers won't work with ps5 and somehow people are shocked what do you think
2: i feel we are missing something regarding this you know i feel there were some there was some announcement in the middle which said ps4 controllers will be compatible because otherwise i don't get the logic of people being surprised
0: about it i think a lot of surprise comes from the fact that xbox announced that xbox one controllers are going to work with uh xbox series x and that the whole like the whole array of accessories will not be useless if you buy the series x and i think everyone just expected sony to follow that trail because the both of both of those companies have a tendency of one upping each other with stuff like this that's that's actually pretty true
2: but uh, let's talk about the back button concept so you don't understand why people want back buttons on the ps5 controllers right i
0: get the luxury i've just always known that it's kind of those kind of the thing where it's a part of the elite controller concept so the reason why it's in the elite controller concept is because it's something
2: very widely requested so a very common game in the sony plethora of games is uh, call of duty right which is ve- which is focused on the consoles and even if you look at the call of duty esport it's actually held on the console right so since it's a first person shooter like you can't just play with six fingers like two thumbs two indexes and two two middle fingers the having the ring fingers on back triggers would really help hence there's the whole market of scuff scuff controllers now what is a scuff controller scuff controller is a controller which is sort of modified so that there are back buttons like, in games like Call of Duty, you want them to be either jump or crouch or reload. If not that, people tend to play it in a different, in a claw grip, where they have, like, two fingers on the A, B, X, Y.
0: Isn't that very uncomfortable to play with?
2: It is very uncomfortable. But that is what people resort to since they need to do that.
0: So, basically, the back buttons are kind of like the mouse side button thing. I'd, I'd say
2: they're actually more uh, needed... If they want to push the Call of Duty front, but I think Call of Duty is shifting to PC anyway, but it's definitely
0: a nice to have. So, in Sony's official statement, they said that existing DualShock 4 controllers and officially licensed third party PS4 controllers will work with supported PS4 games. So, Sony does not list its supported games, but the company does confirm that official licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and flight sticks would work with PS5 and supported PS4 games.
2: They're basically saying we can't promise you anything, just they might support a game or two that we deem them to be supportable.
0: Yeah, sort of. It's sort of like saying that if the game is a is basically the same game as the PS4 game, if it's just picked up from there and put on here, then it probably supports the old controller. Or maybe they support the backwards compatibility games. But does it have backwards compatibility to, an, to
2: a complete extent? I think both of the consoles in the next-gen do that because it's a big selling point for Xbox with the free upgrade thing which they're pushing. Every Xbox One game that you slide in will work with better graphics using Xbox One. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so
0: From what I remember, Xbox Series X, my bad. From what I remember, um, one of the things that the PS4 lacked was backwards compatibility and they claimed to have added that by saying that now if you go on the PS Store, you can play PS3 games where you can just download them from the playstation store and uh then play those games as if you're playing them on a ps3 except the problem with that was that they didn't understand they didn't just want to play old games they wanted to play games that they owned before
2: i mean just people wanting to keep both of them on the shelves until they can get to shift all of their library or they realize they don't want the previous games anymore
0: yeah i mean what i realize is i kind of Uh, I kept my, all of my old Xbox 360 games, except for the Kinect games. Uh, when I bought my Xbox one and I still play a lot of them because it's as easy as sliding them in and just taking it for a spin with the PlayStation. However, even if you own the old CDs, you still have to go in buy the game again. So unless you're selling the old game, you don't really have a lot of benefit there. Yeah, true. And I have a feeling it's if they do that again moment. for the PS5, where they have a store and they say that PS4 games will be available, that's still not the same thing as backwards compatibility. Like, in the true sense that people want it.
2: That's actually pretty fair. I find it uh, to be a very sad move, honestly. They have such, a, such an amazing selec- selection of games with the PS4. Yeah. Because PS4 outright won in the exclusive market in the current gen. Of course it does. There is no contest.
0: So, um... What exclusives did Xbox have, man? Exclusives? They had Halo 5. Halo in general is their big exclusive, but uh, the PlayStation just ups that with so many other games. There's Spider-Man, there's Last of Us, there's God of War, and that's just the three off the top of my head. There's so many more. Yeah,
2: it's not even... It's not even comparable.
0: Apparently... uh, a tipster claimed that PS5 can play any PS4 game and then deleted that tweet. That's weird. But anyways.
2: Uh, everybody's actually pretty pissed with Sony not providing any more up, like updates about their consoles yet.
0: Honestly, I feel like um, PS5 might win out the console war. But Xbox or Microsoft has definitely won out like the people's war. Like other people's eye.
1: Definitely. Because definitely. they've been
0: extremely open about the console. Their features have been mostly very consumer friendly. We'll get to that later. And yeah, they've been very open about saying that, yeah, we get it. We don't need to change the controller so much anymore. So you can just use the old one. They have perfected the controller, to be fair. That's true. The size of it, the usability, yeah.
1: I feel there's definitely one in the ergonomics department. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Okay, um, another somewhat related to PlayStation topic. Um, we have GTA Online. And while this kind of sounds like a very uh, non-PlayStation topic, it's actually going to release for free for PS5 owners for the first three months. GTA 5 will be released on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X next autumn, both as a normal paid-for game and as a free-to-play service that includes just GTA Online. The standalone version will be free for PS5 owners for the first three months, but other than that, both versions will also be released in the Xbox Series X at the same time. In a nutshell, GTA Online will be free to play and GTA 5 will be a separate purchase. And I think in the last podcast we discussed that Halo also did something similar last week.
2: Yeah, they did. You know, I actually kind of saw GTA Online going free to play. Like, I saw it was going to happen because with all the insane amount of sales that was going on and GTA 5 practically being free on GTA 5 was free on yes, it was. Epic Games Store, right? So this isn't surprising by any means. At this point, I feel we aren't getting any more GTA 5 news after this.
0: Well, I hope we get more GTA 6 news.
2: I don't know if you've seen it or not so when the playstation event was happening uh, when mm-hmm. just the rockstar logo had shown at that time there's this meme mm-hmm. in which ksi is like very hyped and then they show gta 5 and he's like no not again That was a, yeah everybody was hoping for gta 6 but they really it's been a while yeah at this point it's attaining skyrim levels of yeah
0: although hmm, like milking at money. least elder scrolls 6 had a Launch poster had a reveal poster. G T A Six had none of the sort, and it's been seven years. Actually, I think there's a larger question here, and that is that uh, G T A Online, Halo multiplayer, all these games are becoming free-to-play models, and their single-player campaigns are taking kind of a backseat. Right? Are we heading to a kind of place where microtransactions are really that much more money-making? than a single player campaign
2: I feel the kind of art and I feel actually that the bigger question here is are we going into an era of games as a service being the norm
0: I think we're heading towards it
2: because you see every game with battle passes subscription-based gameplays like trackmania do you think yeah so do you think games as a service is going to become the norm because i really despise the model it's very anti-consumer Bethesda's
0: just being really straight up about it they have a subscription based fallout i think they call it fallout first
2: yeah they call it fallout yeah first. they call
0: it fallout First. it's a premium membership that enhances the fallout 76 experience it's apparently the only way you can play fallout 76 properly
1: yeah, it's
2: it's it's so stupid. They give you private servers if you pay, which is...
0: Which is supposed to be the norm for most even, games in the past.
2: That too is it. I don't think the private servers are hosted on their their servers. It's hosted on your laptop or on your desktop.
0: Shouldn't you be able to do that on your own? Like,
2: Yeah, exactly. Why would you pay to help them host your server on your own?
0: Okay. I mean, my question honestly was that if single player campaigns are not really um, profitable anymore considering all these games are going towards all the big games are going towards free to play uh, microtransaction models is there really a reason why they would go for making another one like do you really think gts 6 will be a thing
2: i actually have a very different outlook towards this i feel they're very they are very confident about their single player which is why they have the online version as free whereas the single player the story mode they have got, like the charge for it
0: that's fair that that probably is true for halo infinite it's probably not for gtf5 i don't think they, have, they expect to make a lot of sales for gtf5 the single player mode only
1: yeah
2: at this point yeah that's true but that's what i'm thinking about halo and that is why i feel they won't be deviating from creating amazing single player campaigns because to be fair, GTA 5 single-player campaign still does like stand up with the
0: rest. It's still but really nice. are talking about a 2013 single-player campaign. UBS. I understand, but it does, It has held up uh, even after all of these, all of these years. So uh, back in 2013, it probably still made sense to make a single-player campaign. In 2020, what if they just go and think, we'll keep adding new content to GTA Online and not have to make a new game ever. Just keep giving it a little graphical upgrade here and there. And people won't be too disappointed because they love playing GTA online. It's free.
2: I feel I honestly feel GTA has neared its neared its age because GTA. Okay, so after the Epic Games free sale uh-huh. thing, right? They, there were so many hackers in the game; it was literally unplayable. And don't get me wrong, GTA is not the kind of game that didn't have hackers before this. They've had very frequent hackers and like very, almost every lobby had a hacker in it. So it got even that exponentially worse. So I see it nearing the end of its lifetime. I think within a year or two, when Rockstar realizes that they aren't going to sell as many numbers, they'll probably be like, okay, now let, we need to focus on GTA 6. At this point, their only revenue model is their shark cards, which is basically buying online money. Yeah.
1: In GTA. Is not for gambling? That's no, a different that's, thing,
2: right? Okay, so shark cards give you a set amount of money in the game. You can do whatever you want with it. You can buy cars, you can buy safe houses or whatever.
0: Kind of like buying coins. It is like buying coins. It's literally It's literally buying dollars. I mean, I just find it like, I think it's becoming less uh, common for big studios to come up with games like Red Dead Redemption. Like, look at Cyberpunk. Actually, that's fair. CD Project Red is kind of doing exactly look that. At,
2: look at Call of Duty. Look at Modern Warfare. But
0: isn't Modern Warfare also um, really selling like Warzone?
2: So Warzone is free. But their story mode, which is the Modern Warfare, the Modern Warfare remastered and stuff like that really sold. And Call of Duty has the fan base which will keep buying whatever you push out to them.
0: Okay. It's the Apple of the gaming world, huh?
2: fair enough if you want to put it that way
0: let's talk about horizon zero dawn another playstation exclusive
2: so horizon zero dawn was was a playstation exclusive it was set to launch on the 7th of august on the pc and it did launch albeit not very well but it was a launch so one thing which really surprised me you know Whenever a big game launches, NVIDIA usually has the day one or day minus one game compatibility drivers, uh-huh. which really, which literally optimizes the game for you. Okay. So NVIDIA had launched the Horizon Zero Dawn drivers one month before the launch of the game.
0: Yeah, back in July, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, that's a lot of foresight. That is really convenient if it is what it is. But then we realized that it. Okay. So. Surprise, surprise. Good morning. Horizon Zero round does not perform well at all. At all. So apparently what I've been looking up is... So since it's a DS12 game, you need to optimize its shaders the first time you launch it, right? So people have been facing issues with that because it apparently takes an insane amount of memory. Okay, so... And if it takes... more, huh, If it saturates the amount of memory your laptop or your desktop has... It just freezes
0: and crashes. Nice. You'll need to do it from the beginning. Is that a one-time process? It's a one-time process. So, you're basically going to have to go out, get more RAM to start a game.
2: Technically, no. So, one workaround people have found out for now is increasing the size of their page file to 20 GB.
0: Okay. that's
2: That seems a little too much. That seems a lot, honestly. Generally, it's a lot lesser. Yeah, generally... What is suggested is around the same amount as your RAM you should have as your page file. But still, at this point, why do you need it to be 20 GB is the question. Why do you need it to be 16 GB even? 16 GB is no way the norm now. 16 GB is suggested, but I'm pretty sure requirements are still 8 to 12 GB.
0: Yeah, I have 8 gigs on my PC and I don't find a problem. For the most part. I have 12 on mine, and it works for the most part. So, and honestly i read a bunch of reviews about horizon zero dawn and despite all the problems with optimization for the pc there's also other problems with the game and that is um it's an arpg and people had very high expectations from the game they expected a world that's more dense uh they expected a world that was not just repeating itself over and over again like games 10 years ago did uh and this game uh, i quoting this review from r slash patient gamers, which is, Horizon Zero Dawn is beautiful and boring. It started off amazing. I love the dying Earth genre setting. Aloy is a strong character. The enemies' environments look great. Loads of unique NPCs and dialogue. There's just a lot that was great at a first glance. But then the game started to feel like Skyrim to me. I played it. There's this big, beautiful world where you find out that ultimately everything is the same over and over again but in different skins
2: to be fair i honestly i i have played through horizon zero dawn before not completely but i really did like the game and i myself can't relate to this but then again that's me being a person who can really grind
0: out a game i think most people are just saying that it's a game that is great for a linear storyline or just finishing all the main quests uh, which are really good but the open world is just uh, people have seen it too much. People have seen this kind of game way too much, where everything is kind of like a mo- like based after a template, and that template just has different skins over it. I understand. It's kind of like how Far Cry Five did their open world.
2: Anyway, so the next topic that we have today.
0: Are we done with PlayStation news for the day, or is it gonna come back and haunt us?
2: I don't think it's definitely not
0: going to come back and haunt us. Well then, based on your advice, we shall move to the Xbox news. So Xbox Live Gold might be a thing of the past with Xbox Game Pass now
2: renamed to just Game Pass. Microsoft says Xbox Live Gold will stay, so you'll need to pay to play free Halo online multiplayer on the consoles, which is honestly not surprising
0: at this point. So recently, Microsoft uh, discontinued the one year Xbox Live Gold program. So now you can't sign up for Xbox Live Gold for the entire year and they renamed the gold uh, the xbox game pass to just game pass and they launched the uh, the xbox game pass ultimate a few months ago which was an amalgamation of xbox live gold and game pass so you could get every game you wanted on the game pass and play it online on your consoles so with all these things everybody thought that in some way xbox live gold might be phased out and which would be amazing because that's something the gamers have always wanted for free multiplayer on the consoles Especially if they own the game pass, but Microsoft has come out and say that the Xbox Live gold will stay and you'll still need to pay for playing, Halo Halo infinite multiplayer, which they made a very big deal out of.
2: I feel until uh, either Sony goes like, you don't need to pay to play online or Xbox goes, you don't need to pay to play online. I doubt this is going to be a thing because once either of them says it, the other is going to be like, huh, fair. Even our console can do that.
0: That's true. But one of them has to start, right?
2: I, I doubt anybody's take, willing to take a that big of a jab. It's a big selling point of this. They'll need to really remodel a bunch of things if they do that.
0: I almost had a feeling that free-to-play multiplayer will become a big thing on consoles, which will increase the console, like purchasing and playing. Because we've seen in the past that Halo can be played on consoles. Halo multiplayer scene was almost exclusively on the consoles. So it's surprising to me that they actually didn't go for that because I thought they saw that vision
2: you know what actually with xbox being how it is i really don't think they'll actually give up the you can play online for free mm-hmm. because if you look into the stats it, every console they make they make it at a loss yes every console ever made is made on a loss where do they bring back the money they make it through either the live service program or the, through their games and now since microsoft is going more for the xbox exclusive being a pc and xbox exclusive Mm -hmm. i feel they're shifting slightly away from disc sales and going more towards it being a live service thing
0: but isn't game pass supposed to make money for them as well game pass is a huge it's a bigger investment than xbox live gold it has more incentive for you to use than xbox live gold if they just phased out xbox live gold and made xbox game pass their main thing and said that just buy this, you will get games and the ability to play online. Anyone who does not have games and just buys a new fresh Xbox Series X would think, yeah, this sounds fair, $10 a month for any games I want to play and the ability to play online. But
2: then isn't that what Xbox Game Pass
0: Ultimate is? The Ultimate does exactly that. So uh, my question is why not just phase it out? Because you're trying to say that we should treat games like we treat netflix like at least the companies are trying to push for something like that where yeah i i do not like it but that's what yeah seeming to be at this point if i didn't own any games already i would love it but i yeah exactly that was what happened with steam yeah yeah so if we already did not have so many games with us or we didn't buy games so often this would be pretty cool where you can play basically any game you want for a monthly price. And that monthly price is not exorbitant. So I feel like they could make more money just phasing Xbox Live Gold out and making Game Pass.
2: I feel that is what they're going for eventually. I hope so. I don't think it's an easy thing to do overnight. And I, that's what I think they're going for eventually because at this point, it's sort of getting confusing as to how it's being structured.
0: Yeah, it's actually very confusing on the consoles.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I feel eventually that that is what they're planning to reach because they see the market for
0: Xbox Game Pass. Of course, they see a lot of market here because phasing into our next topic, xCloud is launching on September 15th and Game Pass owners can stream their games on Android.
2: So I'm really for the cloud gaming concept. I really love the idea. I loved it when using GeForce now, you could play any game that you want, wherever you wanted to. Yes. I could literally play like Witcher 3 while I'm laying down on my bed using my laptop
0: and my laptop wouldn't heat up. That's true, actually. Even, even with a gaming PC, it's hard to.
2: Yeah, but then what happened with GeForce now was there were so many issues with it, with companies being like, no, you can't play our games there and, and stuff. And then games started getting removed. But then now that it's actually taking shape with xCloud coming into the business, with so GeForce now be actually getting licensed games. And Google
1: Stadia i'm sorry what? google stadia
2: <laughs> do we really bring it up i don't know maybe so what i dislike about stadia for the most part is that google is very uh, explorative and not committed it explored into the cloud business but didn't really commit to it what was the last update we had about stadia
0: i haven't heard any stadia news in a while except for the news i have today
2: exactly the last stadia news that we had was months back and it was horrible
0: actually they started they claimed to add like four stadia programs in august and they work on android tv that's it
2: yeah that was the that was the only august update that they had
0: so what i find better about stadia than the others uh like not going into performance if we consider performance is not a problem here then uh i think stadia is meant more for newer gamers while Uh, GeForce now and xCloud are more, um, xCloud is kind of in the gray area here, but NVIDIA like GeForce now was very focused on if you're already a gamer who has a couple of games and just want to play it on your phone or your on devices that don't support it or don't support those games, just get GeForce now. Stadia is one of those platforms that, where you can buy games from, where you can play games online, anywhere you want. And it's one of those things where you go, if I don't have any games or all, all the others feel kind of counterintuitive to my cause. So Stadia had it going right, but they didn't have the right, like, that's fair. But what they, what they messed up with was they require, you required a
2: subscription to be on the, on the platform and then you additionally needed to buy games. Uh-huh. Yes. Which you did not own and which is of the, the rights of which you would lose once your subscription was over. And that is counterintuitive.
0: In fact, uh, they don't even let you play your own games, right? Even if you yeah, own they them.
2: Yeah, which is very appalling. Honestly, I get it. You want people to buy it on your platform, but have a way around it. Either be like, okay, either you can subscribe and play your games or you can buy the games which you don't have and just play them without
0: subscribing. Which is kind of the approach of, uh, xCloud where if you have yeah. the game pass, You can just play Game Pass games anywhere you want. Just really convenient, honestly. Except you cannot play it if you own an iPhone.
2: I mean, you can play it if you own an iPhone, but not on the iPhone.
0: Well, thanks for picking up my words and completely mincing them. You're welcome. So, uh, Apple has stated that any store-like interfaces on a remote computer and thin clients for cloud-based apps, I can't stress my air quotes enough. Uh, both these kinds of interfaces are just not allowed in their app stores. The, and their statement is the app store was created to be a safe and trusted place for customers to discover and download apps. And it does not work with the user experience if you are led outside of the app through the app. So you can't subscribe to Stadia. Like If you go to the um, iOS app for Stadia, You can't play games on it. You can't subscribe on it. All you can do is manage other Stadia devices using that app. Similarly, xCloud won't even get to be on the App Store because it posits that you can play Game Pass games and subscribe to Game Pass through the app. And it does not use Apple's own payment interface. So because it does not use Apple's own interface, it's just not allowed to be on the App Store.
2: Which I find really like annoying. I mean, I get it. You want to promote your payment gateway. You want that thirty percent cut. But do it like Play Store does it. Play Store has an option that you my you may as well use their own payment gateway. Or if you have another
0: gateway, you're welcome to use it. Honestly, Google does not give enough attention, like to all of like all of the nitty-gritties of the rules and stuff which has come to bite them in the back a couple of times but it really works in the favor of the users more yeah it's much more consumer friendly and i think like the problem with this is that especially with android you can still down sideload an apk if you wanted to with apple the whole thing is such a walled garden then that it's almost a monopoly like on the app store, that if it's not on the app store, you have to probably jailbreak to get it.
1: So, is jailbreaking legal? Jailbreaking is, piracy is not. Of course. So,
0: according to a bunch of rules, what you do with your device is not up to their discretion. And uh, they may void your warranty, but they can't take legal action.
2: Anyway, the current xCloud thing, the controversy, the scandal, which is going on is has its root from the Hey email scandal, which was going on previously.
1: Yes.
0: It started. So that. that is something which is currently going on. So expect updates on the same very soon. I haven't dived into it much, but, uh, from what I know, a lot of developers have, uh, criticized Apple for either taking cuts a large amount of cut for every payment that happens on the platform or just uh not allowing games on the platform
1: yeah, it's
2: really I don't get how Apple gets to get away with all of this honestly
0: well then not like companies like Spotify and telegram are fueling a antitrust investigation into the app store policies the other uh so. Even like, look at this Facebook gaming app, Facebook's Twitch.tv clone has come to iOS with the gaming portion entirely removed.
2: Nice. How does that Uh, work? I I miss my Facebook gaming, but which doesn't have gaming, man. Facebook without
0: gaming is literally just Facebook. You can just view live streams. My question is, if you're an Apple user, at what point do you start feeling cheated by your company, by the company that you supported and by the companies whose app store you're using? The company you practically swear by at this point. Yeah, especially if you're going out and buying the, iPhone, the new iPhone every year. The whole Apple ecosystem. Like, how do you swear by the fact that you're not even getting the full version of the apps that the developers intend for you to have? I don't even you know, it's a very long debate for that matter. And it's one that won't end very soon, but I think something's going to happen. Something big's going to happen soon, and we'll keep you updated on that. Some things will change. Some things will definitely change. And I think that covers up our Xbox and Apple news for the day. Indeed. So now, everybody's fan favorite Nintendo. And as always, Nintendo gets covered last, but has the most news going for it.
2: Oh, we do have one topic which isn't related to Nintendo. To be fair,
0: we have one topic that's related to almost nothing, but just that we watched a stream and we liked it. it, it let's get to it when we get to yes. It. So our first news, and I think this is probably old news at this point. Um, Nintendo's huge leak. Do you have you been following the new uh, the Nintendo leak? Have you been following? I have Nintendo? followed it. Kinda. Okay. Due to the whole emulation slash archivist aspect to it. Uh-huh. But
2: there were there was some creepy stuff in it, right? Weird Yoshi. Weird Yoshi. I'm not talking about the weird Yoshi thing, but yes, that. I'm talking about more of the how some people's prototypes were in it, which they didn't even
0: publish anywhere. Which people hadn't seen for decades. Yeah. Like one of like I there's an article by The Verge that quotes this tweet uh, where one of the developers from 30 years ago made a tool for Star Fox 2. And that was in the leak. So a tool that he hadn't seen in 30 years just ends up in the hands of hackers and gets leaked.
2: Yeah, and it's really kind of unethical where they're getting it from. I mean, we don't know where they're getting it from. I mean, they
0: call it hacking it for a reason. It's unethical. It is a leak and a hack. It's not supposed to be ethical. It is definitely not supposed to be ethical, but
2: I mean, there are a lot of ethical... I'm sorry, arguably ethical things that come out of this, which is especially in the archivist aspect of it, where you get to archive all the games. Uh-huh. Because this is a bunch of code. This is a bunch of code for the Wii. There's a bunch of code for the Wii U. Emulation... The emulation community was very happy when this happened.
0: Okay, I am completely uh, new. I've been only following the emulation community in general on a very cursory level. What does this mean for the emulation community? So on uh, a very community. basic level, how does emulation work? Since
2: you don't have... Suppose you're talking about a Game Boy Advance. Fine. We don't have... Uh-huh. I I don't have the hardware of it. As in, I'm not working on the hardware of it. I'm working on a very arbitrary hardware. I'm working on an i7 x 10 X okay. amounts of RAM, Y amounts of cores, whatever. So how an emulation works is using homebrew. You know what homebrew is? Homebrew is basically I yes. make an, my own app, which I run on the Game Boy to see what it does when I tell it to do something. Do that app. So I code an app myself. Yeah. I tell it, Ki, I need you to do this for me. And then I see what it does. And then I see its response. So by doing this, it calculates how the registers work, how what memory is shifted to where, how what is stored where, and that that is hard-coded into an emulator. And then they Mm -hmm. run it to replicate how that works. So what this leak means for them is they they know. Suppose if I was having an issue with my Game Boy Advance emulator, well, there was this one piece of code which really wasn't working, which I wasn't able to figure out now if this leak does include that bit of code i can very easily replicate it and it will be perfect
0: right so basically v emulators are about to get the the emulators in general
2: the v emulator the the development team without the behind the v emulator are an amazing team who have almost perfected the v emulator Uh but this means big things for the v u emulator and the ds emulator which is kind of a in a
0: monopolistic state currently from what I realize, this is kind of like the WikiLeaks event, Indeed. but in the this gaming is a world.
1: very big thing for, which is why,
2: why I keep repeating, this is a very big thing for emulationists. Ha, and an archivist, and
1: archivist. like there's so much go on, go history hand in hand in hand here. Hand.
0: So much history here. Like, probably not the WikiLeaks, it does not have the same value as like your Afghan and Iraq. Yeah, 90s, yeah. But, <laughs> the sources are kind of sketchy, but the information and
1: kind of creepy but yeah Yeah. let's uh, let's not talk. get into that (laughs) let's not get into that i think let's move to the next one that is and this is largely
0: your topic animal crossing
2: animal crossing new horizon is japan's second best selling game ever can you believe it it launched so recently and it's up there with the likes of pokemon Do you? Okay, Aman, what is the best selling game of Japan ever?
0: I'm gonna say Pokemon and I'm going to specify, let's see the oldest Pokemon. So like, what's the oldest? Red, green, blue? You're actually very close. Those
2: ones? It's actually not blue. It's actually
0: just red and green.
1: Hey, I get full points for that. I said red, fair, green, fair and blue. Enough. But you know what's
2: actually even more amazing is that red and green were two different two SKUs. That means if yeah, they
1: that means if kind of like ruby, yeah, and, was spire, like, right? ruby and emerald technically. But uh-huh. yeah, fair
2: enough. So if you look at them separately, ruby and sapphire, red and green, not blue.
0: Yeah, but uh, emerald was the one that had both legendaries. In Ruby and Sapphire, you get to choose only In one. In
2: Green have for the as well.
0: I actually do not remember. Oh, I've okay. just played Red.
2: Anyway, so my point being, those are two different games altogether. But they're just bundled together. So if you look at their sales individually, Animal Crossing New Horizon is probably
1: much they're better probably than... They're they are. So it's
2: really mind-boggling that a game that launched so recently, that too on a very new console,
0: To be fair, it was an international phenomenon. It sold twenty-two million copies.
2: Indeed, it's. I I found it really like a very nice thing because it just shows that this is still in the market. There, I mean, there is still a market for this,
0: and it also shows that uh, a lot of people had doubts with gaming, where people said, "Has the best era of gaming? Uh, is the best era of gaming past us?" Where they were like, "Nothing can beat the." uh the sales and the the success of pokemon from 15 years ago but here we Although have a I do feel a big big part of it lies in lies
2: within
1: the whole quarantine thing
0: that's fair but i think that attributes to games having great sales overall and to be fair 15 years ago you probably didn't have anything 15 years ago, the average guy was as bored as a guy who is in quarantine right now.
1: I mean, that's very, I feel, yeah, controversial. that's very controversial, honestly. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you played Animal for New Horizons? And
2: I found it very
0: boring. Okay. <laughs> Is it like, okay, what kind of a game is Animal Crossing? I've only seen the memes and the hype about okay, I've so never played it. Basically, it's on a switch. make your island
2: better kind of game where you need to talk to people, into chop trees and uh-huh. you can build stuff and like basically build your island. And people, there are amazing ways of building the island, right? There are really awesome things people have done with their islands and it's really surprising to look at. But it really takes
1: a lot of time. Which isn't the everybody's cup of tea. Is it a co-op game where you meet other people on other
2: people's islands? Yeah, you can do that. You can play with other people. You can visit other people's islands. That is the whole aspect to it, where you can randomly go to any random person's island and check
1: how it is. That is where, that is the reason why people build their own islands. It's kind of a show off thing. Right. Okay. You know, I feel like if roller coaster tycoon or a game like one of those tycoon, like
0: tycoon games where you build your own thing and you bring people over, sorry, and people come and you have to manage the whole place. If they made a game like that, but with co-op, with complete online, uh, op- like a complete online feature,
1: I think it would be huge. Something like Trapplenia. <clears> hmm. <throat> Anyway, moving to our last
2: topic of the day. This is a very small topic that we have, but something which we really liked. We really enjoyed. Really enjoyed. Okay, so
1: we all know Dev- Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital are the people behind Serious Sam. Okay. I actually haven't played Serious okay, Sam. Okay, it's I've a really nice game, them. whatever. So Devolver Digital came out with fall,
2: fall Guys, which was a very out of the blue announcement.
1: Yeah, it was during yeah, quick connecting. It was I think. their biggest launch ever. To be fair, they've made very few games, so
0: it's not a big mark to cross. But independent of just their studio, it's a huge launch because they now have more than 100,000 players on Steam.
2: They have and had a good bunch of games, yesterday? though,
0: like Enter the Gungeon, Gris, Serious Sam, Hotline
2: Miami. So. Uh, all of the indie games except for if you look at Fall Guys, I mean, this is kind of indie but not really. But still, this is, I mean, l- let's not talk about it being Devolver digital's Speakers launch. but then look at it being number four
1: on Steam. It has so 100,000 concurrent huge. players. Right now. Right now. And it's still yeah, an early access. And it's a really fun it? game. Although yeah, I I do
2: agree. And I I was of the idea that uh, after you play for like half an hour,
0: yeah, it will. I think it's more of a party game where you play um, uh, where you play it with your friends every yeah. now and then, Ouch like type. probably once a week or yeah. And like for the uninitiated, you have to watch this because words won't do it any justice. Uh, Fall Guys is. Essentially the biggest, like essentially one of the best battle Royale games I've seen. And if anyone has ever watched Takeshi's castle, it's kind of like that, but with really cute version
1: of Takeshi's castle. Yeah. A chibi version of Takeshi's castle with just like cute obstacle courses that you can play with your friends
0: and it's surprising that a family friendly battle royale game is at number 4 I on steam's right? list.
2: It's up there with it's like Dota 2, CS:GO,
1: Fall Guys. <laughs> Fall Guys. Destiny. <laughs> like so This is like shooter, MOBA,
0: shooter, shooter.
2: Yeah. Fall Guys. It's really nice though. I, I like that this is being re- received as well as it is being received.
0: Yeah and did you ever think you'll hear the words "family friendly" battle no, royal together? Not. Like I never thought this, this was a going weird to be a genre thing.
2: that we are getting into, but I like it. Keep it coming.
0: I like the genre. I want to see more games coming out in the family friendly battle in the battle
1: royal genre. Yeah. That, okay. that seems to be the, that seems to be it for the day. Thank you guys for hearing mm-hmm. us out. This was. The Rookie Numbers Podcast. Catch you again next week.